Welcome to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. It's about the Bills and the beer. Now, here's your host, John Murphy. Welcome to another installment of Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. I'm John Murphy, the play-by-play voice of the Buffalo Bills. Happy to bring you uh, our latest offering of uh, football and beer, right? They go together, don't they? Somebody, One of our guests today mentioned that to me. Wow, football and beer. What a great combination it is. And we're going to talk about both today. Got a couple of good guests. Rex Ryan, former coach of the Bills, did a couple of years as coach of the Buffalo Bills, of course. Before that, six years as coach of the New York Jets. Now you can catch Rex on Sundays on ESPN, part of their game day coverage on Sundays. Rex Ryan, we talked to him about this year's Bills, about what went wrong during his uh, two-year tenure in Buffalo, about the NFL in general. We talked with Rex Ryan a couple of moments from now. On the beer topic... We're going to talk about a brand new pub opening up in Buffalo, our hometown here in Buffalo, in just a couple of weeks. The Banshee Irish Pub. It's a legitimate, old-fashioned Irish pub. It's going to open up on Franklin Street in Buffalo, 257 Franklin Street, the site of the old Darcy McGee's Tavern. Neil Coogan, one of the partners in Banshee Irish Pub, will join us a little bit later on in today's podcast to talk about that. So we'll talk about those two things. We'll talk about our uh, sponsor, Sullivan's uh, Brewing Company, Kilkenny, Ireland, the makings of the makers rather of Sullivan's Irish Red Ale, Sullivan's Gold Ale, and Sullivan's Black Marble Stout. Available all over uh, Bill's country, upstate New York, Buffalo, of course, New York City. Available in uh, on Long Island, in New Jersey. Available in Ohio, in Cleveland, Youngstown, Ohio, in Pittsburgh. We're in the South, in Georgia. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia area in particular, in North Carolina. I mean, we're just getting bigger uh, by leaps and bounds. Sullivan's Brewing Company. They are the sponsors of Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. On the topic of pro football, let's talk for a minute about the 3-1 and Buffalo Bills. A tremendous win over a very bad opponent last Sunday. The Bills' uh, 40 to nothing victory last Sunday over the Houston Texans. A great game for Buffalo. And you know what? You know why it's great? They took care of business. And going into the game, I thought that might have been the biggest challenge for this Bills team. Just take care of business. Just do what you're supposed to do. That's what they did and did it in spades with a 40 to nothing win. They did it against a very bad NFL team. I don't want to belabor the point, and maybe I have a little bit on the radio broadcast and on the Channel 7 show that I did Monday night, but the Houston Texans were awful. I've been around some bad football teams. The Bills, in particular, for many years were awful. But never do I recall a team as defenseless, as dispirited, as as disgraceful as the Houston Texans were this past week. I mean, they're just awful. They are clearly not ready to play, not ready to begin a season. And they've got Deshaun Watson, this big-name quarterback, who is on the roster still. Uh, they saw this coming, and yet he you know, goes through the week, taking up a roster spot. He's inactive every game. He, he, there's some value to Deshaun Watson somewhere, I would think, but they can't seem to make up their mind what to do with him. Deshaun Watson, that's just one of the tremendous, egregious things that the Houston Texans have done. I think they're the worst NFL team I've seen in a long time, and they certainly played like it in their 40 to nothing loss to the Bills. Now, the Bills, 3-1, and one, but you have to say this, They've beaten the last three teams, and they were all really against backup quarterbacks, right? Jacoby Brissett came on in place of uh, Tua in the Miami game. They beat him. Washington, Taylor Heineke, they beat him, handled him pretty easily. And, of course, last Sunday with uh, Davis Mills, totally not ready to play with teammates who weren't ready to play. So that's where the Bills get their three wins. You have to consider that. I'm not discounting the wins. They took care of business. It was important for the Bills to take care of business. But now for the Bills – their extended preseason is over. 
right? First four games, they won three of them, and now they got to get ready to play because the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending AFC champions, the team that knocked out the Bills in the AFC championship game last year, they're up next this coming Sunday. The Chiefs should be a, a great game. And the Bills should be ready the way they played and the way they get ready to play. Oh, a couple of things about um, where Buffalo is right now, where the Bills are. The defense is really the surprise of this team, right? Wouldn't you agree? The Buffalo defense, did anybody see that coming, how good they are? It's a, really a, the biggest improvement they made from last year. And if you look at the latest NFL stats, the Bills are number one in defense after four weeks, number one in several defensive categories, uh, points allowed, passing yards allowed, number one in first downs allowed, number one in interceptions. They, they really are the leading defense in the NFL after the first four weeks of the season. We knew they'd be better, but I never thought they could be this good. Again, a function of who they played, no question about that, first four opponents. But uh, that's about to change, and we'll see how that defense holds up. I think they will, and they'll be tested this week against the Kansas City Chiefs' outstanding offense. But I think they will hold up this week against Kansas City, the Buffalo defense. They're playing great and getting great contributions from a number of areas. Matt Milano, question mark this week, but he's had an impressive start to the season. I think he's playing like the defensive MVP of the Bills so far this season. Um, Ed Oliver had a great game this past Sunday. Four tackles, one for a loss. He's only He played half the snaps. He's part of the regular defensive line rotation they have. But Ed Oliver has been a standout for the Buffalo defense. The offense, strong again. The offensive line in particular, got to talk about that group because they shook things up this week. They really did. Rookie Spencer Brown got the start at right tackle, his first NFL start. He was outstanding. Huge man. And the Bills clearly like his size. They like the way he plays. I like his competitiveness, too. Spencer Brown held his own and then some in his first NFL start. His starting on the right side of tackle made the Bills kick uh, Darrell Williams inside to play right guard. He moves inside to play guard, and he held up all right. They played Ike Butker at the left guard spot in place of uh, Feliciano. John Feliciano, who is a little bit banged up with a uh, concussion issue. I don't know if that's a permanent move. If uh, they'll keep going with Butker at left guard. And there was no specific uh, statement that it was from Sean McDermott, the head coach, but he did say specifically that Spencer Brown's going to keep starting at right tackle for now, and Darrell Williams will stay at right guard. Do they still go with Butker at left guard? We'll see. We'll see. It's not just a one game uh, check, they're, they're making changes in the middle of this winning streak. They're not afraid to make the changes. A uh, very uh, bold move by the Bills, but I think uh, it looks like it's the right move. The, the offensive line's performance allowed the Bills' running game to keep going as well as they have. Zach Moss played a very strong game against Houston this past week. Scored one touchdown. He's got four touchdowns in four games this year. Devin Singletary played well. Singletary continued to show some quickness, some burst, uh, kind of a change-up back to Zach Moss. I don't know who the starter is. You know, Moss makes a claim, I think, to be the starter. Uh, Singletary led the team with 79 yards rushing this past Sunday, but Moss was not, not that far behind. The running game has hit its stride, and I think uh, that will help them in the future. Yes, they are a pass-first offense, but the running game has clearly hit its stride. No question about that. So the defense is solid. The offense is good. And here we go. The season really begins this Sunday. Right, The extended preseason is over. It begins this Sunday with a game, Sunday Night Football at Kansas City. They've lost their last two at Kansas City. Lost by nine uh, in the regular season last year at Kansas City, then lost by 14 in the AFC title game to the Chiefs. So they've coming off two straight losses, but the Bills quickly identified their issues from last week and, and addressed those problems. And their issue was the lack of a pass rush in the two losses, I think. The Bills had one sack in each of those two games last year. 
and they, they got to work on it. They got little pressure in each of those two games, but they went to work on it from a personnel basis this past year, right? The draft. They drafted Greg Russo. They drafted Boogie Basham. Basham, who played his first game last Sunday. They went right to work on addressing the issues that they found. Is the defense really that much improved? We're going to find out when they get through Kansas City, and even next week at Tennessee, we'll find out how improved they are. But it should be a great game. And I think the Bills are much better equipped to deal with the Kansas City Chiefs than they were a year ago. Should be a great game. We'll talk about Rex Ryan. We'll talk with Rex Ryan about that game in a moment. After Kansas City, the Bills at Tennessee, we want to let you know about a special event. So the Bills are playing Monday Night Football in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans on Monday, October 18th. The day before, Sunday, October 17th, we are setting up for a big event. Sullivan's takeover of a pub downtown, the Tin Roof Pub, 316 Broadway in Nashville. There'll be Bills fans all over there in Nashville that weekend. We know that. And the Buffalo Bills will take over that place. Sullivan's Beer will take over. I'm going to be there for questions and interact with Bills fans and anybody, really. No formal setup, but we're just there to talk and meet with Bills fans 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sunday, October 17th at the Tin Roof Tavern on Broadway in Nashville. The whole night, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m., there'll be Sullivan's branded uh, events there, and uh, we'll take over the whole patio at the Tin Roof in Nashville. So uh, hope to see you there. If you're making the trip to Nashville for that game, the Bills at Tennessee, join us the night before Sunday, October 17th, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. for the uh, Sullivan's takeover of the Tin Roof Bar, 316 Broadway in Nashville. We'll talk more about that coming up. We're going to talk more about uh, the beer business with Neil Coogan, about his new beer opening up in Buffalo later this month, the Banshee Irish Pub on Franklin Street in Buffalo. But coming up next, Rex Ryan, former coach of the Bills. He'll be up next right here on Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. You're listening to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff with John Murphy. Sullivan's Pro Football Podcast continues. Our guest right now, former Bills coach for a couple of years, former New York Jets coach, now currently an analyst on ESPN Sunday NFL Countdown. Happy to have Rex Ryan on the line with us. Rex, good to talk with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Five years since you left Buffalo. Now, we see you on ESPN, so we know that you've been busy, but how else do you keep busy? What have you been up to these five years? I'm doing great. Played a little golf in the morning and, and had my ESPN thing, and then uh, still get my football fix, you know, through ESPN, and my brother's coaching with uh, with Baltimore, coaching linebackers, and and then uh, my son's actually coaching with Detroit. So, um, you know, just just blessed and and uh, enjoying life. Hey, Rex, we are four weeks into this NFL season, so not quite a quarter of the season gone. Is it going as you expected it might this year? Yeah, look, going into the season, I thought Buffalo was going to be absolutely legit that they might win this whole thing. And, you know, obviously that first week, man, everybody was disappointed, but oh my goodness if they turned it around. And here's the thing. Look, their defense, they're not nobody's talking about their defense, but their defense has been lights out. We know we got the two shutouts. It, it, it's got to be the most quiet, you know, thing there is. Like everybody loves the Josh Allen and and how that offense can score, but this defense now I think they're the most complete team in the in the NFL. So, you know, it, it's it's amazing the job, you know, that that Bean and and McDermott have done there. Like they cleaned house. There's no question about it. And 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 now it's paying dividends. They're they're all on the same page. And for them to come in, there's only one player left. There really two players left on that team since I was there. That's Jerry Hughes and 
And, uh, and then Zimmer was actually on our practice squad, who's really turned out to be a fine player. So, you know, but it, it's amazing. And, and they had to, they came in and they did it, man. And they knew what they were looking for and they got it done. So, you know, great to see that the fans there deserve it. And, uh, and the Pagulas deserve it too. So, you know, it, it's, it's awesome to watch Buffalo. You know, I just got done doing a TV show and we were talking about how good the defense has been, but there's this Rex. I mean, they've won three straight playing great defense. They've also won three straight against really backup quarterbacks, right? And the Dolphins had had to play percent. The last two have been kind of backups down the line quarterbacks. So I guess we're having trouble figuring out are the bills for real defensively, or do you think they'll be up against it when they face a, a bonafide starting NFL quarterback? No, I think they're for real, Murph. I, I do. I mean, you know, they can't help, you know, who they play. Whoever's in there, man, you just, you know, that that's that's the way, you know, that's the way the uh, the ball bounces. But it doesn't matter. I, I think that they are absolutely legit. Look at the rotation they have now, especially at, at the edge rushers. You know, they're, they're able to, uh, to bring in, the, you know, the, the kid out of Iowa, and then all of a sudden you get the draft pick, um, Russo. Out, out of Miami, I think yeah. Russo, and it's just like crazy, and and then uh, the way Zimmer's playing inside, you know, with Oliver, and then if the big guy out of Utah ever gets healthy, like this is gonna, they're gonna have depth, and and that's what you gotta have to to win in this league, and and um, I just think you know now with the seventeen games that this is one of the teams that's built to win, and and look what they did in the offseason, they went and picked up Mitchell Trubisky. And that was kind of under the radar. People really never thought, oh, okay. No, no. This is a great insurance thing. In case something happens to Josh for a game or two, and go right in with the same system and, and put Trubisky in there. And I, I think it was a great move. And these guys, it's, they seem to make the right decision at every turn. And, and uh, you know, it, it's, it's great to see. It's good to hear you acknowledge the Buffalo defense, Rex. Uh, I think you are – considered to be an expert on NFL defense. How would you characterize this Bills defense? It's different than what you had the Bills play, but what sort of a defense does Leslie Frazier have them playing? How would you describe it? Well, I think a lot of times when you look at it, look, they're based out of quarters coverage, and and then they'll play a lot of cover one. Uh, But I've seen more – they've been more multiple this year uh, in the way they're attacking the quarterback than they've done in the past. So to me, that's – that that's interesting, you know. Uh, but but again, we know what they, you know, what their base is. But at the same time, they're 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 being multiple and and uh, it can get after it on third down. So that's what I'm seeing out of Leslie. Look, have nothing but a great deal of admiration and respect for the job Leslie Frazier's done, as well as Brian Dayball. Both of them are friends that, that I consider friends, and and they're great football coaches and. And obviously the job, I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know because you see it every single week. But uh, they're, they're better people than coaches, which is which is really, really something. Hopefully both of those guys will get head coaching opportunities. And I know Buffalo fans won't, won't appreciate it, but they deserve that. Rex, the Buffalo offense, uh, they have a, a, really a bona fide franchise quarterback in Josh Allen, which you did not really get the benefit of that in your ten- tenure in Buffalo or even maybe with the Jets. What do you think about Josh Allen? And maybe can you tell us how you would defend a quarterback like Josh Allen? Oh, my gosh. When when he came out, I thought – I remember, you know, I even you know, chatted with Terry Pagula how I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft. And um, 
and I and I mentioned it to the Jets. I mentioned it to Woody Johnson. I'm like, you better take this guy. Huh. And they <laughs> pass on him. But he was so much better than anybody that came out in that draft. His his upside was incredible. His arm talent was second to none. Plus, he was courageous and athletic, and that's what I saw. And you know, I never I I couldn't speak for how smart he was or whatever. They, you know, obviously, I, I never, you know, I, I never dug in like that. But he had everything. I, and when I watched him at Wyoming, people thought that was a negative coming out. I was like, my gosh, he had no protection, no one to throw to, and it never mattered. <laughs> like he, he was, he was sensational to me. Uh, and and he's only got better and better and better. And especially under the tutelage of, of uh, Brian Dayball. I mean, it's you know what a job he's done. And and. I think I always say it. I go, this is the best red zone quarterback in the league, too. And you win games in the red zone. And and why is he so good? Because he has a bazooka for an arm. He's smart with the football. And, oh, by the way, he can run with it. Like, like probably only Lamar Jackson might be the only one more explosive than Josh Allen when he runs the football. So, I mean, man, oh, man, is they, 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 they struck gold. And when you strike gold with a franchise quarterback, you generally are in the playoffs every year, as Buffalo fans know, with Jim Kelly. All right, so they're 3-1, and one, Rex, and I guess I'm asking you to put your coaching hat on and maybe point out any chinks in the armor. What do you see as the possible weaknesses for this for this Bills team in this early part of the season? Yeah, I really don't see any, Murph. It, it's like – and look at the pickups, too. Like, the receivers, I'm, well, I'm looking at – okay, you got, you got Stephon Diggs. You know, you have Cole Beasley. Oh, and you picked up Emmanuel Sanders. How does he look? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh! And he looks fast in that number one jersey. But even even Davis, like this this place. I mean, I, I mean, it, it was amazing. Like I remember struggling. We never had a receiver because Sammy Watkins is always hurt. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, these guys did a phenomenal job of finding these receivers. And and then the you know the running backs. Look, they got a two headed. You know, two-headed backfield with Moss and Singletary. I really thought Singletary was going to take the next step. But the Moss kid has played really well these last couple of weeks. And, and and so, you know, I don't see a weakness on offense, and I certainly don't see one on defense either. So they have the big game, Kansas City, next Sunday night. Yep. How do you view that game? How do you think that might play out? I don't think Kansas City can, can uh, hang with Buffalo this year. I, I don't. Uh, their defense is – Given up about thirty some points a game, Kansas City's, and I look and, and I get it. Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is going to score. You know, Kansas City will score, but they're not going to score that many. And I, I don't see how uh, they're going to slow down Buffalo. I, I did. They haven't slowed down anybody. How the hell are they going to slow down Buffalo? So I like the Bills in this one. Rex, uh, your thoughts on the Bills being as you describe it? I mean, you're as effusive as anybody in praising the Buffalo Bills. Uh, you didn't have the kind of talent they have now when you were here for those two years, right? I mean, you didn't have anything like that as you look back on that. No, I think I had the expectations yeah. without the talent. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when I got there, I'm like, the biggest mistake I made was not bringing players that, that knew me, knew, my, knew the defensive system. Uh, that was the biggest mistake I made because it, it was almost like people were wanting to point fingers or whatever. They really never bought in and um, – and so it was. It was. It was uh, interesting. You know, I got fired being eight and eight for two years, but I, I'm not so sure that uh, that our talent was much better than that. And you know, but but either way, it's just 
you know, hey, it never worked out. It worked out great for Buffalo in the end. Uh, it certainly did because they needed they they needed that, and uh, you know, they needed to rebuild that and, and tear it down and and build it up and and make some hard decisions. And they did it when when McDermott and, and Bean came in. They were they were locked locked in step together, and uh, and you could see it. Every decision is made collectively, and and uh, and it's obvious. I wonder what your thoughts are on your other former team, the Jets, who uh, just got their first win this past week. Uh, they're a long way from being where Buffalo is, it seems, huh? Yeah, they are. But I tell you what, they got a kid that I think could be a franchise quarterback. Also, you know, he looked horrible the first three weeks, but I was telling guys, look. He's the most talented quarterback the Jets have had since Namath. I, I I believe that, and you know it's he's got a little moxie to him. I just think it's going to take time, and uh, you know, and hopefully they have time to develop that. Uh, you know, we'll see about you know Robert Sala as a head coach, but but um, I think you got a you got a chance when you have a quarterback like that. Um, you know, with the upside that this young man has, uh, you just hope. You know, he can develop the, the way, you know, what Josh Allen has and things. And if, if so, how great will this – all of a sudden, we're going to have a bunch of these yeah. young quarterbacks. The kid at New England looks okay. I don't think he's got the arm talent some of these guys have. But, but you know, he did complete 19 passes in a row yesterday. Yeah. So that's pretty good, too. Uh, but it's exciting and and, uh, you know, it should be a great division for years. Hey, Rex, you, you keep your hand in the game, obviously, from your work on ESPN. Do you miss coaching? Oh, yeah. I, you know, I, I do. Um, Murph, you know, I, I've had a chance to coach the Hula Bowl the last two years. <laughs> that's pretty fun for me. But, yeah, yeah it's, uh, that that's something that I've done for my entire, you know, 30 years I, I did. And, and so, yeah, of course, I, I miss coaching. I miss teaching the game. Um but at the same time, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing here. I mean, you're, what, 58 years old? Pete Carroll's yep. 70. Uh, uh, Belichick's 69. They're, they're, it seems yeah, like coaches... Yeah, 69. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like coaches can go a long time in the league if you wanted to get back in, huh? Yeah, you know, I just, I've had opportunities to be a defensive coordinator again, and, and I'm like, you know what? Nah, I, I like the job I have over that. Um, you know, if... if if I can get back to being a head coach one day, I would jump at that opportunity. But uh, if that doesn't come, I, I understand it. No regrets. But uh, uh, but that'd probably be the only way I would come back. And and uh, but you know, you never say never. I guess. Yep. Rex, thank you. It's great to catch up with you. Glad you're doing well. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks to you, Murph. And I know you're loving it, having a great team. And and uh, you know, nobody is is the. You know, you're the voice of the Buffalo Bills and always did a tremendous job. And I always enjoyed, uh, you know, being with you and things. So best of luck to everybody there in Buffalo. Enjoy it. You're listening to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff with your host, John Murphy. The podcast continues. Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. There is a new bar opening up in Buffalo, in our hometown of Buffalo, later this month. Banshee Pub. It's going to be at uh, the old Darcy McGee's, 257 Franklin Street in Buffalo, a familiar spot for uh, bars in western New York. On the line with us, one of the partners, Neil Coogan. Neil, thanks very much for joining us. Yep, you're welcome, John. Great to, great to be here. As someone said to me, Neil, for all of the Irish folks in Buffalo and all of the Irish uh, culture in Buffalo, there really is not a, a real classic um, 
down-to-earth traditional Irish pub in Buffalo, is there? Uh, no, not really. Um, and that's one of the reasons why myself and my partners, there's four of us involved, three of them, three of us are from Ireland and we have one guy from Buffalo. We looked at the, the, the premises and Darcy McGee's was such a, you know, a, a, a great well-known bar and, and did a great job for so many years. And, um, you know, we had the opportunity to continue on Mark Croce, who started off the, the Darcy McGee's back in 2001. We had an opportunity to revive it and kind of do some decor changes and put our own kind of thumbprint on it and uh, and move it along. So we're very excited about the opening and welcoming all of the uh, South Buffalo, Buffalo people down and give them a taste of uh, the old country back home. What does that mean in, to your mind, the taste of the old country? What does a traditional Irish pub look like, feel like? What do you serve? Um, it just feels like an oasis, <laughs> a place where you don't have to look at your watch and see what time it is and a place where you can go if on your own and sit at a bar and have a good pint of Sullivan's and chat with the bartender or read a newspaper or go with uh, some company and, and just enjoy the, the atmosphere and the, uh, the ambiance. Neil, we should point out right off the top here, you are planning when you open later this month, you're planning on serving Sullivan's, right? Oh, definitely. This wouldn't be an Irish bar without it. <laughs> why do you say that? A relatively new uh, product like Sullivan's. Why, why, why would it not be an well, Irish bar without it? Well, it's new to the American market. It's not new to us in Ireland. The brewery itself is a couple of hundred years old, brewed in Kilkenny. And um, it, it's, uh, it's a fabulous product, and uh, we love it. And I think the people of Buffalo will enjoy it, too. Neil, tell me about your background. You are almost perfectly suited to open a, a bar like this. You are from Ireland, as you, most folks can probably tell from your voice. But you've been around the Buffalo bar scene for decades, right? Yeah, I was born and raised in Dublin, went to hotel management college, uh, graduated in the mid-80s, and then I went and joined the cruise ships. I worked for Carnival Cruise Lines for 12 years in all sorts of capacities, worked my way up to food and beverage manager, and then uh, met my beautiful wife, who's a native of West Seneca. Um, she was a dancer on board. So we then moved to Las Vegas, where I spent six years there. I opened up the Mandalay Bay Hotel. I opened up the Venetian Hotel. And then it was time to raise a family. And, you know, being a frequent visitor to Buffalo at the time, Buffalo always reminded me of Dublin with its fabulous architecture and fabulous history. I'm a bit of a history buff and I've read a lot about Buffalo and especially the Irish connection. So when it was time to have children, it was time to come home to Buffalo. And I moved here 16 years ago. And I've been involved in the hotel, bar, restaurant scene since I moved back here. Yeah, I was reading your bio, your brief bio, and you mentioned not only is the architecture maybe similar to what you grew up with in, in Dublin, but you, you said the people are somewhat similar. Can you elaborate on that? What do you mean by that? Well, it, there's such a community spirit. And, you know, moving here and, you know, living in West Seneca and then, you know, just having fabulous neighbors with the, the, the severe weather we get here. I got christened quite, you know, with the October storm and, the, you know, the November storm and just seeing how people interact with each other and just genuinely care for each other. Whether it's just your neighbors are, you know, going to a supermarket and people saying hi, there's just a, a real community spirit that reminds me of home. Hmm. Talking with Neil Coogan, he's one of the partners of the Banshee Irish Pub, getting ready to open on Franklin Street in Buffalo. Hey, Neil, I read where one of your partners actually recently made a trip home to Ireland to, what, pick up some artifacts to add to the authenticity of the place? 
Yeah, that's true. Connor, um, he is Connor Hawkins, one of the partners. Uh, he's from Belfast, and in, in in redoing, remodeling the bar, you know, we all have knickknacks and stuff. That we have uh, our personal items, which we're going to bring. But we looked at some of the the prints and artwork, and one of the things that we wanted to do was to bring the authenticity of it and and highlight the the, the history of architecture here in Buffalo and in Ireland. So Connor made a trip back home recently. Uh, last just got back last week to pick up some artwork and prints. And uh, one of the things I don't know if the people of Buffalo, I didn't realize it until we were doing a walkthrough of the building. It's actually called the Warner Building. And I, I was asking the building inspector, why, why is it named the Warner Building? And he said back in the late 30s, early 40s, when the building was under construction, uh, Pearl Harbor happened. And there was a quite a fear back then in California that next stop the Japanese would make would be California. So Warner Brothers, with all their archives and all their movies, were so valuable to them. They were looking for a place where they could hide them because they're obviously they're so highly flammable. So that building was under construction and Warner Brothers bought that building and they shipped by, by rail all of their movie archives and they reinforced the building. It's actually a designated nuclear fallout shelter. So that's a good place to know if it, an emergency in the future, head down to the Banshee where you'll be safe and you can have a few pints of Solomon's. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that, so during the first, the Second World War, that's where Warner Brothers stored all of their movie archives. Wow. I never heard that. I know. Those yeah, movies are gone now, right? Warner Brothers took them back. Well, they shipped them. Yeah, they shipped them back from Buffalo after the Second World War. They shipped them all back to California. But that building is, that's the history of that building. That's why it was purpose built for that. There's history there for sure. Tell me about Banshee Irish Pub. You're going to have live music on a regular basis, right? Yes, live music. Uh, every Friday, Saturday, we've, um, we're very lucky that we, through the Buffalo uh, Irish Heritage Center and the Irish community in South Buffalo, you know, we've, uh, we've got some great feedback and some great uh, partners working with us. One of them is uh, Liam Caulfield. He's from the uh, band Crickwater. Um, he has uh, kindly come on board and will be our band coordinator. He will be doing all of our bookings. And one of the, the, the big things is that to, to make it a real traditional Irish bar, we want to have traditional Irish music, um, live music, uh, as well as, you know, being playing during the day. So Liam has a great stable of Irish musicians, um, well-known and some young up-and-coming guys that we're just going to give an opportunity to come and bring their tin whistle, their bar rod and their fiddle and, you know, sit down and have a session, have a few pints and play some live music. Sounds great. Now, what about a, a food menu for Banshee? What do you have in mind? Yeah, we have an extensive menu. We're obviously going to have the traditional Irish favorites like the Guinness beef stew, shepherd's pie, fish and chips, traditional Irish breakfast. But then obviously it wouldn't be a, a bar or restaurant here in Buffalo if you didn't have your chicken chicken wings and your beef on weck and a Reuben. So we have some traditional Irish favorites and, and local favorites. Um, there is an emphasis, obviously, on the local produce, uh, the freshest, finest product we can actually get. And we are using some uh, of our own mother's recipes in some dishes. I know the soda bread is uh, from Connor's side of the family and some shepherd's pie recipes are from mine and some of the other partners. They all have family recipes, which we're working with. Um, and we're very excited to bring it to the market. You know, I, I think, well, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but I like to think that maybe America invented the concept of a sports bar or people going to a bar to watch sports, but that might not be the case, right? And you're going to feature some some Irish sports on the televisions there at Banshee, right? 
Yeah, there's going to be a big emphasis on that because there is no one place to go watch the uh, the, the five nations or the six nations rugby championship or the Gaelic football or hurling. Um, there's a few bars that show the English Premier League soccer, but um, bars and sports are a big uh, thing where I think people can come and unwind and, and just you know relax in a relaxing atmosphere and watch their favorite sports teams. So we are definitely going to have an emphasis in. We're going to have seven large TV screens um, dotted throughout the bar where people can come and watch, whether it's the local sports, the Bills or the Sabres, or come and watch some Premier League or some the rugby, the rugby championships. Sounds great. And, you know, getting ready for this interview, I went and looked up the definition of Banshee, B-A-N-S-H-E-E. Are you ready for this? Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> Tell me your version. What, what, do you, what is a Banshee? Well, well, a banshee is a mythological Irish witch who, when you hear her wailing, uh, it means that death will come knocking on your door. And growing up, growing up as kids, I know here in Buffalo, a lot of you were threatened with uh, you'll be sent to Father Baker's if you weren't home by curfew. <laughs> well, we in Ireland, when we were growing up, we were threatened with if you're not home before curfew, the banshees will get you. <laughs> so that was our kind of uh, rift on us. And, and uh, you know, it's more of a word association. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to have the decor theme with witches and ghouls all over the place. It's just more of a word association. But I think it's a, it's a, a mythological character that, uh, you know. Yeah, you got it. And it might be, you know, if you're going to open up at the end of October, that sounds like uh, the right time of the year to open up around Halloween for the Banshee, right? Yes, yes. It's purely coincidental. <laughs> and you're just weeks away, right, Neil? Yes, we're about two weeks away at the maximum. We were just going through the liquor licensing uh, protocols and, you know, just all those things that you need to get it done and ready. But we've been working very hard on, on the interior and painting and putting new flooring and sourcing products and woodwork. And we've been very, very, uh, very, very busy. And I can't uh, wait one, to check it out. I can't wait yeah. to get there. Neil, thanks very much for joining us. You're welcome, John. Thank you very much. Neil Cooper, the partners of the Banshee Cub, uh, Pub, the Banshee Irish Pub, the new uh, pub coming to Franklin Street in Buffalo, the set of the old Darcy's, Darcy McGee's at 257 Franklin Street. You're listening to Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff with John Murphy. Well, that's this week's version of Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. Thanks for tuning in. My name is John Murphy. We had a good, we had a good show today. I think it was a pretty good show. I want to thank our guests, including uh, Neil Coogan. Just heard him. The uh, one of the partners of the brand new Banshee Irish Pub coming to Buffalo, Franklin Street in Buffalo. He says they're going to open uh, as soon as they get through all the paperwork, probably by the end of the month, just a couple of weeks away. The Banshee Irish Pub. They're going to be pouring Sullivan's there at the Banshee. They're going to be pouring uh, Sullivan's Irish Red Ale. They're going to pour all three Sullivan's Irish. Goldale and Sullivan's Black Marble Stout. And our thanks to uh, Neil Coogan for doing that and for bringing a bonafide Irish pub to uh, downtown Buffalo. Also, our thanks to Rex Ryan, former coach of the Bills, former coach of the Jets, now, of course, the ESPN analyst on ESPN's Sunday football show. Thanks to Rex. He had some interesting thoughts on the current edition of the Buffalo Bills and a couple of things about what went wrong during his tenure in Buffalo. Thanks to Rex for that. Big game for the Bills coming up, of course, at Kansas City. And then the next week, you know, the Bills are playing at Tennessee at the Tennessee Titans. That is a uh, um, Monday night game, Monday, October 18th. Well, we've got a special event planned the day before that on uh, Sunday, October 17th. We're going to be appearing Sunday, October 17th, the night before the Bills play at Tennessee in Nashville at the uh, Tin Roof, 
The Tin Roof on uh, Broadway in Nashville, 316 Broadway in Nashville. It's a special Buffalo Bills party. Uh, it's basically a Bills fan takeover, a Sullivan's beer takeover of uh, the Tin Roof from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. that day on Sunday, October 17th. I'll be there 7 to 9 p.m. Just talk to people, shake hands, take your questions, interact with Bills fans. No formal event, but we're going to talk to Bills fans and serve plenty of uh, Sullivan's. Again, it is Sunday, October 17th, 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. I'll be there at 7 p.m. at uh, the Tin Roof, 316 Broadway in Nashville. It's right in the Bar District, in the main Bar District. Hope to see you there. We'll remind you about that next week as well. And of course, the next day, the Bills play the Tennessee Titans, Monday night, October 18th. That game, of course, is the uh, Monday night game, and that'll be, uh, uh, what, 8-15 kickoff that Monday night. There'll be a Sullivan's takeover of uh, the Tin Roof the next night, 7.30 to 10.30 end. You see the game on a large projected TV screen. We'll have Sullivan's pouring. We'll have an entire designated area for Bills fans at the Tin Roof, 316 Broadway in Nashville, Tennessee, as the Bills get set to take on the uh, Tennessee Titans. That's coming up just a week away. Thanks for tuning in today. We want to thank our uh, podcast producer, Pat Feldball. We will see you next week right here on Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. You've been listening to John Murphy and Sullivan's Pro Football Kickoff. It's all about the Bills and the Beards.